All right, let's hit it. Still Ashley, but I've changed it to L-E-I-G-H, just for the second part. He's a changed man. He spent all these years fighting against the L-I-G-H crowd, and he's finally embraced it. Oh, just call me whatever you like now. Ash, Ashton. Ashton. The Spice Man's hit the first ball innings for four. This could be the night the Spice Man finally explodes. He's going to get out for four. Four now. <laughs> Um, it looks good with those red dreadlocks, though. I reckon you could roll with those. Look, I'm not going to lie. My hair is not quite long enough for dreadlocks, and I'm uh, ooh. ooh, the Spice Man's played and missed. Swing and a miss. Um, no swing, really. Just block and a miss. Block and a miss. They uh, ooh, just off the outside edge. And in the Sixers game, they're going at. Honestly, not enough. They need 45 off 23 with five wickets in hand. Winviz has it as close to 50-50 as you can get without being 50-50. As the Renegades, 51%, Sixers, 49% from the Boffins in the truck. And again, uh, the bits where we live commentate live cricket on a podcast which won't come out until tomorrow, and then Thursday... The Spice Man has tried to run himself out third ball, though, after an unsuccessful LBW appeal. How very Joe Burns of him. Oh, he looks... So far in this comp, he's looked Joe Burns-esque. And that's that's not. You don't want to be compared to Joe Burns at all, um, if we're going to be honest, in any facet of life. Well, I mean... I'm sure he's a nice man, actually. He's got test centuries. I'd be pretty okay with that, but... Yeah, he's struggling. Ah, you've got a test century at some point. In, yeah, Ricky Blavid. Ponting 05. Yep, classic. The create your own player in Cricket 07. Yeah, what a, oh, what a great game. Try to take his head off. Um, fuck, I'm going to have to... <laughs> Should we start with some news? Let's do it. Um, some actual international news we're going to start with. The NBA's back. Like a backpack. How exciting. It's like 300 games in the first three days. Well, Um, that's not quite true. That's not quite true. uh, I think it's 288. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, NBA is back. Um, I talked about Giannis last week securing his bag, 228 million, I think. Um, He missed the free throw to tie the game to the Celtics the other day. That's outrageous. Yeah. also, this is, this is something I always bring up, um, and when we were talking about like the fielding of Australia, like how are NBA players bad at free throws, how are AFL players bad at goalkeeping? They don't practice. But you're paid so much money to kick a ball, throw a ball into a net, hit a ball with a stick. It's a combination of pressure, fatigue. I think fatigue is a big one, mm. especially in AFL. Players run so much further and are so much more tired when they get their shots at goal now. Um, I'm not big on basketball, but I assume they're probably more athletic and run a lot more than they used to. 
Yeah, but that comes with the time. So he just like plays a more athletic as the game gets more athletic. Yeah, but clearly those like very precision skills is something that suffer greatly from fatigue. That's true. And it was the last, literally the last second of the game. But um, And then they lost to the worst team in, in the NBA by 20. Um, so Giannis, after his big extension, not doing too well. That's not ideal, but he's got plenty of time to catch up. He does. Um, the Warriors suck for the first time in a long time. Last year doesn't really count because everyone was injured, but Curry's back with no one else. That's just, it's nice. It's nice to see. It is a nice change. Although I do, I do like Steph Curry. I do root for Curry. Um, Because, you know, he's a nice bloke. But also, yeah, it's nice to see them lose. True. Australians do have tall poppy syndrome. We don't like seeing success. No, we are very much a convict state. And we are very anti... Success. Success. Um, First big injury of the season... A man named J.T. Orr. Not J.T. Orr. Are you aware of J.T. Orr? J.T. what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I apologise. J.T. Orr, the referee, tore his hamstring while running down the court. The referee yeah. has torn his hamstring. <laughs> and he, he fell over into the stands. What? Like when he was the run- stands like those digital screens? They still, like, they do have the digital screens on the sides, but, like, at the ends of the court, they still oh, have the chairs. Right, right, right. And he fell into the seat, and um, on the broadcast, you could see he mouth it popped. So, uh, not a good injury for JT Orr. Bad luck, JT Orr. Um, so, yeah, my bet, uh, Ray Chamberlain coming in to uh, fix him up. Uh, I miss Ray's array. That's what I miss the most about footy season, to be honest. Yeah, I'm excited for footy season. It's almost the new year. It is almost the new year. 2021 is the year Essendon wins a final. How exciting. I can't wait. Well, I can, but like, can't wait. Um, NFL, week 16. Uh, we were talking about the Jets last week and how they won their first game. They won their second game. Well, huge. They're coming. <laughs> no, this is the most Jets thing ever where they want to tank for the best player in the draft and then they win two games on the trot. Um, to put themselves out of contention for the number one pick. Uh, you just couldn't script it. No. Um, and they beat the Browns, who are on the verge of their first playoff series in a while, and they're shitting the bed as much as they can. So I think that they changed the rules in the NFL. They have seven in the playoffs now. So only one team gets a bye, and then the rest of the six play off. And then right. But it's it still continues. not like that sport we were talking about a few weeks ago where everybody makes the Oh, playoffs. the MLS, where I think it's 20 out of the 26 make it, which is a bit absurd. It's still not quite that extreme. Not quite. We're getting there. Mate, we're on that path. We're on the trajectory. Yeah. Um, so uh, at, at this stage, who's your prediction to play off in the Super Bowl and to win it? Chiefs. It's hard to go past the Chiefs. Chiefs and Packers. Chiefs and Packers, Packers probably get... Whoa. Yeah, that's off the pitch. That's a no ball. <laughs> Jeez. Um, our, the man who, just for a live update, Sutherland, who's gone two overs, been hit for 30. His last over was dot four, 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 four. <laughs> and he just bowled the most egregious wide I've ever seen in my life. Didn't land on the pitch. Ugh. Um, 
Yeah. So Chiefs to win? Chiefs Chiefs to win. They've lost one game this season, um, and that was to, like, a very good Raiders performance, but, like, they haven't looked like losing. And even when they do look like losing, they always pull it out, which is, like, the sign of a good team. That's true. Win ugly. Yeah. I just win. It doesn't matter if they won ugly or they won, you know, super pretty. It's like they they were in front when the final siren went. Um, and in Patriots news, they got absolutely rammed 38-9 to nine today. By the Rams? No, yeah. I wish, um, to the Bills. But then uh, Tom Brady absolutely beat the living shit out of Detroit. So a uh, tough day for Bill Belichick. It's a coincidence. Coincidence. Belichick. I think not. Belichick's all that matters there. Brady was just a, a beneficiary of circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> it was all the system, man. Um, team, and team attack, team defense. There's, oh my God, he's done it again. He's bowled off the pitch again. Sutherland not having a good day. Indeed, he is not. <laughs> One wide, four wide. Yeah, it's better over than last over. We can still have four fours. Um, and last in NFL news, 2019 first round quarterback pick, Dwayne Haskins, was cut by the Washington football team. Really? Because he's a fucking Muppet. I see. Um, he started for them this week too. He started yesterday. And got cut today. And got cut today. It's a bad couple of days at the office. Yeah. Well, A, he's not good. But B... Obviously, America has a incredibly bad COVID situation at the moment, um, and they, um, him and his girlfriend, were went to a strip club. James Hardy did that too, didn't he? James Harden did do that. Uh, Harden, sorry. Um, James Hardy was the lead T-shirt brand. I no, think that's Ed, Ed Hardy. Hardy. <laughs> was James Hardy the asbestos? <laughs> I think you're talking about Jim's mowing. <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, Dwayne Haskins cut uh, for being a bit of a Muppet. But, like, that's your first-round draft pick from last year. That's a that's a lot, considering their um, current quarterback at the moment, Kyle Allen, is injured, and their backup, Alex Smith, was the guy who almost died from a leg break, um, who I talked about last week, I think, mm. cutting some quarterback depth. Not yeah, ideal, but... Bold, but, I mean, you've got to make those choices sometimes. I'll say, if he's a Muppet, he's a Muppet. No, he's not going to stick around. Speaking of Muppets, Riley Russo has just taken the most unbelievably lucky catch. Was that a in catch? In the outfield. He do- dove forward, it landed on his wrist, then bobbled up his elbow. Eventually, he rolled over and it landed on his stomach as he clutched it to him. That's the, the epitome of lucky. That's his game, really? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's uh, staggering. Um, Old Will Sutherland finally gets some luck. He's just shit, though. He's shit. He's young. Give him a break. He's a kid. Yeah, right. Well, He's struggled, though. He has struggled. Um, Last thing in worldwide news. Um, Paris Saint-Germain coach, we're talking soccer, Thomas Tuchel. Was sacked on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's brutal. Um, the owners of PSG, the state of Qatar, not in a very Christmassy mood. 
Really? The the state of Qatar aren't Christmassy? The predominantly Muslim state of Qatar is not very Christmassy. They did, didn't take the day off to sing carols and go to mass? <laughs> no. No, they did not. Wow. Um, imagine getting fired on Christmas Eve. That's a bit rough. Oh, it's a, it'd be a bad... Make you hate Christmas. But to be fair, he did leave with a uh, 1.5 million euro compensation package. So, If you're his kids, you'd want a decent Christmas present after that. <laughs> you'd like to think so. Mate, just imagine being a kid of anyone in the top flight soccer. You'd, you'd be laughing. It's true. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got for... Well, well. <laughs> Banger. Um, are we jumping into the list? Let's do the list. Yeah. Not be over yet. Five seconds to oh, he's gonna bounce. 13! 13! <laughs> Can you believe it? He's kicked 13 on the siren. That's got to be in the 50 to 50. <laughs> you would think so. Just for Hutto's call alone. I actually just want him to react to Hutto's best calls. So imagine him just sitting down being like, oh yeah, I did Leo Barry star. He oh, no, he didn't. That was quarters. Oh, quarters, fuck. They are my two favourites. He did the Nick Davis one. He did the Nick Davis one. He did the <laughs> Miracle on Grass. Miracle on Grass and the Nick Davis ones are best because they were against Geelong. Yeah. And so he had to put aside his personal disappointment and Mate, still a, get excited. He's a professional. He is a professional. Um, the list this week is the top five weirdest clauses in contracts. Oh, we talked We talked. Giannis, attended to Kumpo, getting his bag. Um, and these are just the weird things that some players have put in their contract. Before we start, mm-hmm. how do they compare to Van Halen's infamous rider backstage that they get a giant bowl of M&Ms with all the brown ones removed? It's up there. It's very strange. Excellent. Um, in no particular order, Rick Myra, uh, the end of the world contract. So he was drafted second overall in 1993. To the Seahawks. He was a quarterback. Right. One of the biggest busts in NFL history. And his contract extension included wording that... Oh. <laughs> yeah, go on. Sorry, Will Sullivan's just missed the pitch again. This is the most egregious one. It genuinely didn't hit the cut stuff. That has to be a no ball. This is under 12 sort of stuff we're operating with here. Well, he's up to eight in his over, is he not? If it doesn't land on the pitch, it has to be a no ball and a free hit. Yeah, go on. That's all I've got to say. Back to the end of the world list. It, watching the replay here, he has missed the wide line on the second pitch. I was going to say, he's almost bowled. He's almost hit the stumps on the second pitch. It, 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 that's staggering. So it will be a free hit. And there we go. Free uh, hit for... For Carlos. Big Carlos. And with that, back to the list. Um, back to Rick Myra. His contract extension included the wording that he would be paid until the end of the world because um, around that time, Y2K was a big thing. Right. Um, so he's just like, I don't care if the apocalypse happens. I want my money. So is he still being paid? He is not being paid. Oh. Um, he got cut um, like three seasons in because he was shit. Um, Des Bryant... You know who Des Bryant is? It rings a bell. Dallas? Yes, ex-Dallas 
cowboy, famous for throwing up the X. Uh, no strip club clause. Pretty self-explanatory. He put that in? No, the team put that in. Uh, yeah, so... Disappointing. He also had a no alcohol. Uh, he had counselling sessions twice a week and a midnight curfew with private security. My go- Well, I mean, if he's got no strip club, no alcohol, where's he going to be until midnight? Well, at the strip club. But the team, the team literally got this private security to be like, hey, you're not going outside after midnight. You're not going to be at these strip clubs. Wow. Yeah. Seems excessive. Um, It's what the the Rockets should do with James Harden, just quietly. Although he had an absolute belter the other night, 44 points or something. Ah, so you're taking the West Coast stance. As long as we're winning and you're playing well, do whatever the fuck you like. Yeah, it's it's a bit like that. Um, Manny Ramirez, baseballer. Unlimited sushi clause. So one of the greats of his generation in the MLB, but was poached by the Japanese Baseball League. And when he went over, he was like, I'll be here to get paid an extraordinary amount of money and also get unlimited free sushi. At all times of the day? Like if he's walking down the street, can he click his fingers and someone appears with sushi? I think it's just whenever he wants. I don't think he can go up to the local vendor and be like, hey, I'm... Stealing your shit. Was there was there like a phone number he could call, like on a bat phone, the sushi phone? I think it was when he was in his accommodation. Oh. He also got free accommodation and like cars and shit. So that's not as exciting as having a sushi phone. I but agree. It's still a good <laughs> I, w- I got two phones. <laughs> my work one phone. phone. And my sushi phone. <laughs> yeah, work and sushi. Hey, I'm on holidays in Sydney. I want sushi. <laughs> Bring it. Oh, Stoinis is out. That's the end of the Melbourne Stars. Tough. That's all right. The multi's dead anyway. Spice Man's still in. Just if anybody cares. There's a chance. Um, Stefan Schwartz, no space travel clause. Well, just in case they're scheduled for an away game on Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) No, you got signed by Southampton, I think, um, around the time that NASA was doing a lot of public space flight. Um, And he had a big interest in... Space travel, and they knew that, and they were like, "Oh, so no it's space from the club, travel. yeah, no space travel, right, right." The club were just like, "Yeah, we know you want to do this." No, um, so I thought that one was funny, and this one's just mean. Um, right. So don't do a Dennis Rodman and just pop off for the weekend to Mars. Pretty much, um, Eddie Lacy and Glenn Davis, also known as Big Baby Glenn Davis, um, had weight incentives, and they were got they got put on Weight Watchers. And you had to hit targets by every week and you couldn't put on weight and you couldn't eat this and you couldn't eat that. They both failed um, and were fined extraordinary amounts of money for just being overweight. Right. That's like the biggest loser in your contract. The biggest loser, but you don't get any money. Yeah, you the, just the opposite money. biggest loser. <laughs> it's the biggest loser is when you put on weight, you lose money. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's, that's tough. Um, and with that, that was the list. That was an honour to be part of the list. Well, to witness the list in action firsthand. This this podcast takes on a whole new life in person. In person and under lights, yeah. we are currently yeah, into. Yeah, we're playing a night game. Second innings of a day night. I mean, we normally play a night game, but we normally play at Etihad. <laughs> yeah. we're currently at Waverley Park. 
<laughs> Hopefully the lights don't go out like they used to at Waverley. Yeah, that was tough. Um, what do we jump? What do we start with the rant? Yeah. Dear Mr. President, there are too many states nowadays. Please eliminate three. I am not a crackpot. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Wait, give me something that's... Let's hit it. The umpires, Jim. There's no other way to say it. They've been fucking deplorable. Both in the test and the Big Bash, the amount of incorrect decisions is mind-blowing. The issues experienced by the test umpires, sorry, mainly Bruce Oxenford, Mm. who is a fully-fledged potato, have been papered over somewhat because of the availability of DRS. Um, they eradicate the howler. They get most of the decisions right. Although don't ask Tim Payne about it. Um, <laughs> no such luck exists for those in the Big Bash. The past couple of weeks have seen some of the all-time worst decisions in cricket given at any level, including any test match or match that Steve Buckner used to umpire. In the case of the strikers and the scorchers from this Monday night, there were two within the same over. Mm. Jai Richardson hit Rashid Khan on the foot in front of middle stump and it got given not out. Then two balls later, he bowled to Matt Short, who leg glanced it to fine leg, didn't hit his foot or pad at all, came off the middle of the bat and he got given out LBW. What the fuck? Within two balls, two of the worst ever decisions. And it's just, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Is that a shocker? Um, Excuses have been made for this poor umpiring by saying that Australia's top line umpires are being stretched thin because for the first time in a long, long time, we've got Australian umpires umpiring the home tests. Yeah. Because normally there's neutral umpires, but currently like the... Oh, you can't get them in. Um. Like, our four best umpires are all at the... Four of our best five umpires are at the test. Um, and then our next best umpire is away for family reasons. His mother passed away. Mm. Uh, so, like, there is a um, lack of our real best umpires. But seriously, if this is the best we have, something needs to be done. It's like the depth in the Australian batting order. It's equivalent of bringing you in as the spinner and me in as the opening batsman. That is how <laughs> bad they are. Um, whether it's bringing D- DRS into the big bash or just simply allowing changing the rules to allow the third umpire to radio down when there is just a genuine howler, mm. as there have been many in the past week. Matt Short and Tom Cooper have both been given out LBW when they middled the ball. Um, AJ Ty had a court behind denied because the, the umpire thought the batsman hit the ball, uh, sorry, hit the ground instead of the ball when the bat was a foot and a half away from the ground. And most staggeringly, uh, the other night a batsman had a free hit, got caught off the free hit and got given out. 
<laughs> Surely that got overturned, it though. It did get overturned when the um, non-striker, non-striker batsman pointed out that it was a free hit. That's non-excusable. <laughs> that is a turn-up-to-your-own-fucking-job thing. That's the level that we're operating at. Oh, the Spice Man's out. Ah, that's game over for the Stars. Um, but, yeah, whether it's DRS or just allowing that third umpire intervention, the integrity... And to be perfectly honest, the watchability of the Big Bash has been significantly hampered by just how bad it is. Mm. Um, I know it might, may sound like hyperbole, like this sort of doomsday, but it's not one every couple of games. It's just like multiple awful decisions almost every game. And really in 2020, that's just not as acceptable. Mm. It's as simple as that. Um. Yes, that, and like DRS is expensive supposedly, and they're trying to save money because they're already losing significant profit due to COVID. So I can understand their reluctance at bringing DRS in, but something has to be done. Whichever one it is. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think I brought that up in the first part. First part where I was like, yeah. <laughs> Weird shit's getting called, and like you said, the was it the stars and the game, Boxing Day game the other night. Yeah, stars and the Sixers. Yeah, where he, like the last ball he got plum. Yeah, see, that's not really an umpiring issue. They they just didn't appeal. I don't know whether they forgot. Like it was a very intense, stressful game. It was very late at night. It was just a brain fade from Melbourne, I think, to not appeal. Yeah, and I know um, I said it's not going to age well, but the Sixers have ten. From the last three to get to win the game. Jason Holder just hit a four. All right, before we get into the rant, we're going to live commentate the last three balls. Uh, so we've done the rant. Before we get into the uh, must-listen multi that just cannot possibly lose. Because you didn't just hear three multi, uh, two multis earlier in the episode. Go, go take a second mortgage out of your house. Oh, he's hit him Jason up the ground Holder again. has hit it down the ground. There's no deep mid-off. Deep mid-on's coming around. Can't get there. It's gone for four. That was the exact same shot he hit before, and I'm really surprised they'd let uh, our boys Sutherland bowl the last over. Yeah, Finchie's clearly got money on the men in magenta. <laughs> uh, so the the Sixers now need six off two. Jason Holder's on strike, and Cabbage Menenti is at the non-striker's end. So there'll be no single. Uh, well, this over's gone for zero, two, four, and four. So... um. Excitingly, listeners, this could be the first super over of the season. We could get to see Finch back in. Is that what? What's that? If it's a tie, we play a super over. As one, in like one over each. You get three batsmen, so you can lose one wicket and somebody else comes in. But if you lose two wickets, you're out. One bowler, obviously. Yeah. Anybody can bat. That's incredible. That feels very... Um, That's how the World Cup final was decided last year in the one day as Super Over. The and then the Cup. Super Over was still a tie, so they awarded it to England because they had hit the most boundaries, which was, was just playing? an arbitrary and stupid rule. Uh, New Zealand. Oh, it's a bit tough. A bit tough on our boy uh, Kyle Jameson there. I don't think Mr. Jameson was playing. No, I don't think he was either. Sutherland running into bowl to Jason Holder, who's 27 off 17, and the big man shuffles across and goes oh, over the same deep shot again. off again. This one's gone for six. Second tier, that'll be the match. Will Sutherland bowl 
three balls in a row, the exact same three boundaries. Yeah. I'd just like to point out to any listeners that were listening to my diatribe before, uh, the Sydney Thunder finished on an odd number. The Sydney Sixers have finished on an odd number. <laughs> um, and by the way, we're going, the Stars will also finish on an odd number. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the way my night's gone, I think. But back to more positive news. Uh, we're jumping. I don't even know what that button does. Uh, we're jumping into the multi. Okay, it's the last pod of 2020. And in that vein, we're not taking a multi that will be decided in the next week. We're taking a 2021 multi. Woof! Mate, this is something I can get behind. (coughs) So when I said before, take a second mortgage and get on it, I was serious. Because they're all very, very good chances. We'll start at home with leg one. We'll start with the AFL. Who are you tipping for the flag next year? Not Geelong. Well, that's bad <laughs> news for the people that want the multi because the multi's on Geelong. Jeremy Cameron, Isaac Smith, Sean Higgins added to that side. Take away a one-armed Gary Ablett. Isaac Smith's bastard. And a 47-year-old Harry Taylor. <laughs> I think that's still a significant net gain. Cameron and Hawkins will operate really well together. They will dethrone Richmond... Uh, sorry, I'm distracted. We've accidentally managed to get the same <laughs> game of cricket on both screens. Two seconds apart. Because one of them's finished. All right, so for the first leg, we've got Geelong. The first leg was Geelong to win the AFL Premiership, and we've got that paying $5.50. Gee, that's a fair shout, actually. Yeah, what a shout. They are as cl- close to certainties as you can get. Ah, oh, I think Richmond would like a word with you. As close to certainties as you can get, Jim. You heard it here first. Yeah, right. Leg two, we're going to the northern states to appease our Sydney and Queensland listeners. The Penrith Panthers to win the NRL. They almost beat the Storm this year. Um, but they're a very, very young side as opposed to Melbourne who aren't quite as young. Um, oh, when we lose Cam Smith, we'll lose about... 80 years of experience. That's true. They're only getting better, Penrith, so I think they will get up and win the NRL next year, and that's at $4.50. That's not bad. Leg three, another certainty. For the 12th time, I believe, we're on Rafael Nadal to win the French Open. I thought you were going to say we're on Sir Dusty. <sighs> Hopefully Rafa doesn't get stress- scratched like Sir Dusty did. Oh, just for anybody following along, the multi didn't get up last week. Sir Dusty was scratched, and um, India didn't win the toss, and um, it wasn't a draw in the soccer. But we got one leg, so that's it, it's something. I'll count the scratch as a win, too. He was a certainty. <laughs> he he cert- was a surefire win. He was. Dusty doesn't lose on the big stage. Grand that's finals have taught us that. Uh, so $2 for Rafa to win the French Open. Then we're bringing it home. Who's going to win the NBA? Lakers again. The Lakers again are going to win the NBA at $3.60. $3.60 for the Lakers. $3.60. We are on the Lakers in the multi. And do you know what that equates to? Uh, 
Well, if you round 25 up to the nearest $178.20. What? I was correct. (laughs) Um, $178.20. We've got $5 on it to win almost $1,000 for the podcast. We won't just shout you a house lager. Have anything. We'll shout you a Moondog Lager. Yeah, you can have a Moondog Lager. Today's podcast is brought to you by the good people at Moondog. You reckon they want their name anywhere near our podcast? Uh, well, it's there now. I do know one of the reps at Moondog. So do I. I'll, uh, I'll give him a call and be like, hey, I'm actively slandering your company <laughs> on my podcast. But we've got international reach and that's really all you can want. Any publicity is good publicity. That's true. And that's true. And that was That the is multi. the third and final multi of the podcast and the final multi of 2020. We're going to have... Ooh. And Hilton Cartwright's just been stumped. So oh, that multi's dead as well. Mate, he knew. He charged He charged a pitch. He missed it. And then he was like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Um, what are we up to now? It's a players I haven't thought of? Uh, yes, we are. Well, I've just shown you, man. Fuck, I can't read. Oh, I don't good. have my glasses on. Good, good. Uh, do we have a sting? Uh, not for this one. I really should get one. We don't have a sting. We have a sting for who am I, but not players I haven't thought of. Outrageous. I can play you... <laughs> or I can play you... What? Give me some... That'll be players I haven't thought of. Ash has gone international this week. Ayo. Still cricket. I've also gone international. Excellent. Three or four? I got three. Three? All right. What am I going to kick off with? Mornay Morkel. I haven't thought of Mornay Morkel. Fantastic. Point to Ash. He, South African fastballer? Very, very tall South African fastballer. Yeah. Actually lives in Brisbane now. I think he's going to play for Brisbane in the back end of the tournament. No, yeah, you'll have to see it. All right, my first one. Surav Ganguly. I'll have to give you Surav. Surav Ganguly. Oh, mate, I was ecstatic when I saw his name. Like, oh, I haven't I thought of this guy I always in forget about Surav Ganguly when thinking about that era of Indian cricketers. Well, that's the thing. You've got you to gotta find the good teams that we know people from, but not the good players. Because yeah. everyone knows. Oh, Ganguly was captain. He was a good player. Yeah, but like... But yeah, the no one remembers Gagle. Yeah. We, we had, what, Tendulkar and uh, Laxman was in that team, Laxman, wasn't he? Drava, Drava, Drava. Dravid. Dravid, Saywag. Um, fuck, that was a good team. Kumble. Who were the bowlers? Kumble. Yeah. Harbhajan. Harp. Zahir Khan. Harbhajan Singh. Um, going to another ex-international captain. Inzamam al I have thought about him because uh, I was going to say him last week, uh, but I thought you might. Oh, the, big beard. The provider of the greatest ever YouTube highlights package. Just <laughs> search Inzamam runouts and it's just an Did hour we not of, talk about this last week? Did we? Uh, it, I think we did. It's worth talking about every week. <laughs> that's also just such a great name. Inzamam Al Huck. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Oh, um, ooh, I'm going to save. The weirdest one for last. I'm going to go with Prasanna Jayawardena. Prasanna. No, see, I thought about Mahela today for this segment, but Prasanna I have not thought about. That's fair. I See, <laughs> I recognise that last name, and I think I was thinking of 
the guy who you yeah, just the, mentioned. The, the, the Hela Jai Warden, yeah, yeah. So you've never actually heard of Prasada Jai nope. Warden? <laughs> nope. Oh, you said it. You got me. Well done. Um, all right. For the final one, we'll go to England cult hero, Monty Panesa. Oh, I haven't thought about him. But fuck, he was a, oh, what a he was a legend, wasn't he? He was Monty one of the main bowlers in Adam Gilchrist's 57-ball ton. Yeah, he got belted around the park, didn't he? Was uh, that in England? It was in Perth. Ah, uh, home state. Yep. All right, my last one. I, I was going through um, Cricket 07. I got, uh, to the, yes, yes. got to the Bangladesh team. Oh, goodness. And we're talking Abdur Razak. I haven't thought of him. I think I know him. I'll give you that. I was going to say, you don't have to. He's the only person I remember from that Bangladeshi team. I, he had a mean, he's a mean spinner. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. Okay. Yep. Abdur Razak. And that's just such a cool note too. It is a cool note. Shout out to I'll give it to Abdur you Razak. All right, that's what, two, two, three points to you and two to me. Yeah, but oh. I'm about to lose all my points on this Who Am I, so. It's an easy-ish one this week. You said that last time and I... Chris Rogers was an easier, easy-ish one. Yeah, but... In fairness. That's Chris Rogers. Mate, right. you, considering you got um, Chanderpaul at five last week, that's tough. That was a good get. That was, that was a great get. I wrote him down here and then remembered that he was the... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, for five points. Born in 1983, I'm an Australian cricketer who played 19 ODIs and 16 T20 internationals for Australia with my last international appearance coming in 2014. That's a short career. What do you say, born in 83? So he's 37. It is a short career. Next one. Despite retiring internationally, I continue to play in the Big Bash mm. and I'm successful with both the bat and the ball. 2014. Too early for Mitch Marsh. It is not Mitch Marsh. I've played for 16 different 2020 franchises, made 11 finals and won 7 T20 titles making me one of the most successful T20 players of all time. I assume that's including, like, IPL and... Yep, yep, all the leagues, yeah, the Pakistan cool. Super League and the Caribbean League. Me doing the math and being like, we've only had 10 BBLs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, say that hand again. I've played for 16 different T20 franchises mm-hmm. all over the globe. Played in 11 finals and won seven. And you said proficient with the bat and ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australian, fuck. Nah, next one. Two points. I have a fastest T2050 of 15 balls and also once took a one-day international hat trick, making me a hugely successful and in-demand all-rounder. Chris Rogers, nah. <laughs> Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs is correct. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I should know this. 15, is that the quickest ever? Almost. Gail got one in 12. God, that is just mean. Um, all-rounder. Fuck it. 
Shane Watson. Currently playing for the Sydney Sixers in the Big Bash. I've also played for the Hurricanes, the Heat and the Renegades and was a South Australian cricketer in my state days. Well, it's definitely not my man, Benny Dwarshus. It is not Ben Dwarshus. Um, fuck, we were literally just watching the Sixers. We were. Um, oh, no, poor Ann. Poor Ann is poor out. <laughs> um, no, I have no idea. I am Daniel Christian. Ah, the fucking 90-year-old. Silver Fox. 37. And he's still playing. Good for him. 37. He's won seven titles. Where did he play overseas? Did he play IPL? Played in all of them. Played the UAE. Hanging out with Will Jacks. Um, Doubtful hanging out with Will Jacks, maybe. That's a fact I was not anticipating being quizzed on. <laughs> Dan Christian has played for. Yeah. I do not remember him at international level at all. Uh, played for Australia? Yeah. The Barbados Tridents? Ah, uh, yes. The Brisbane Heat? Yep. The Deccan Chargers? That's Pro- the IPL. The Delhi Daredevils? Gloucestershire? Hampshire? Hobart? The Renegades? Middlesex? Middlesex 7 Eleven? <laughs> the Multan Sultans? <laughs> Possibly the Molten Sultans. I prefer Moltan Sultan. <laughs> New, New South Wales. The Rising Pune Supergiant. The Royal Challengers Bangalore. South Australia. Sydney Sixers. Trinbago Knight Riders. And Victoria. I mean, good for him. He played 19 ODIs. High score of 39. But did take a hat trick. I do not remember that at all. God damn. All right. No, good shout. Dan Christian. Dan Christian. Can't believe I got you again. Oh, mate, you're going to get me until we start getting back into footy. Oh, I thought Dan Christian was going to be... I thought you were going to get it when I said 15 ball T2050 because that was a week ago. Well, that's And just, we talked about it. That just shows how much I paid it. On last week's pod, we talked about his 15 ball century. Uh, half century. 15, mate. Century, that would be impressive. That would be. How many no balls sixes is that? Yeah, well, 15 times six is... 80, isn't it? 90. 90. So, yeah, it would be impressive. Do you get seven? Because if you face a no ball, it's only six to you and it counts as a ball. Oh. What's the point of a no ball then? They've got a bowl again. But, like, you can't be six off none. Yeah, yeah, fair. But technically... uh, Josh Hazelwood today was five off one. He hit hit a single and then there were four overthrows. Four overthrows, Jesus. Yeah, it hit the foot marks on the pitch and took off. Ah, that's tough. All right, well, that's that. We're up to last call, I think. Let's do it. Why did I label I've labelled it Bell. I should label it last call. From this angle, it looks like BBLL. <laughs> Big, Big Bash Big. La Liga. Big Bash League League. All right. Um, I'll start something light. Uh, Daryl Braithwaite is to perform at Western United's opening match. What do you reckon his uh, set list is going to look like? Oh, he's got a couple. he probably just do a whole Sherbet set, I'd say. From back before he was a solo artist, he'd just roll through their catalogue. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought he'd dip into his solo catalogue at all. Ah. I'm not, not sure if we talked about this on the pod or if I've told you this, but I saw him live once. 
at uh, Falls Festival. Yeah, how was it? He started with horses. <laughs> Kept and, going. And ended with horses. <laughs> you got to give... When you're Daryl Braithwaite, you got to give the people what they want. He started with it, then played a couple of others, and then finished with it for 15 minutes. I mean, he like, has been riding on the horses. Yeah, yeah. I saw Toto as well, and Africa went for 15 minutes. Really? Mate, Rosanna is such a better song than Africa. Oh, Rosanna. They, yeah, they finished with Rosanna and then just a really long Africa. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, but yeah, that's Dowell Braithwaite opening for Western United in the A-League. I, I don't have any facts about singers singing at um, sporting events. Uh, I assume Mike Brady will play at the grand final next year. Usually he does. Oh, didn't he perform to no one last year? Yeah, he played at the MCG. He was the only person allowed at the MCG on grand final day this year. Yeah, good for him. Um, I actually don't really have anything else. All right, I've got one thing that we might be able to spark up some discussion. The Australian Open. Fed? No Fed. Fed. Um, they're letting in, I can't remember how many, I think it's 30% capacity, and you're not allowed to touch anything once you're in there, is what I heard. Which is yeah, really I mean, unsustainable. It'll be similar to the cricket, probably. Well, I don't know how the cricket works. What's the go? You yeah, it was it was about up. 30% capacity. I think you could... It wasn't quite business as usual. For the first time ever, they had... Um, in the MCC, you could have beers in the seats. Oh, shit. Because, like, you couldn't go stand at the bar. You're not allowed beers at the seats? Not normally the MCC? in the MCC. Fucking rich wankers. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just... That whole COVID normal life, it'll be fine. It'll yeah. be underwhelming, but it'll be fine, mainly. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. And before we wrap up the podcast, any news on Australia v India third test? So uh, far, I've got nothing. Just while I check, I'd just like to point out to the listeners, the golf game to end all golf games is happening tomorrow morning. And we will be recording. We will do a little bit of recording. You'll get the best of. Preferably with no video because it's been a while since I've hit a golf ball. Yeah, how are we going to work that? We're going to have to... We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll have the headphones in. We're going to have the voice memos going. Yeah, we'll just voice memo it. We'll, uh, or should we bring this rig around? Well, we're going to have the, the cart. cart. <laughs> just before. <laughs> we'll walk into the pro shop. Do you have a cart with like PowerPoints in the back of it? <laughs> we just need to set our rig up. Yeah, that would be a fair shout. Um, unless you got anything else, we'll wrap it up. I think that that's all I've got from the live cast. All right, from the live cast where... Oh, you hit the bell. <laughs> that was the last one. Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for... We forgot to talk about Steve. Oh, Steve. No, it's deep dive on Steve next week. Trust us, if you like Steve content, uh, this is the go. Join us on... I'll edit it for Friday. Golf. Friday for golf. <laughs> Thanks for <for> coming. <laughs>